Welcome back to Podcast 80 of 2022. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow the Ozbreakers and follow us on social media slash the Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Shot Quality Bets. If you're sick of using the same thing the rest of the market is using to handicap games, please visit Shot Quality Bets. Use the promo code ODDS23, terms and conditions apply. If you'd like to support the Ozbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theozbreakers.com, click shop and become a member and pick any of our winning handicappers to get their premium plays before the line moves. You know, you can also support us on patreon.com and if nothing else, please visit the Ozbreakers and become a free picks newsletter and Telegram subscriber. We have a great show for you today. Tony George from Doc Sports is coming back on to break down a massive slate in the NFL, NFL Week 11. I've already made quite a few plays myself Sunday night, Monday morning. I have some great CLV for premium subscribers as usual. But Tony's going to come on and break down these games and find some value within the current lines for NFL Week 11. Before... Tony comes on. I just want to mention that college basketball is rolling. The Oddsbreakers has winning basketball packages out on our website, and you can use the promo code HOOPS22 to get 10% off. This offer expires on December 1st. Make sure you go to the Oddsbreakers to get 10% off any package from our winning handicappers. I myself was 62% during March Madness Last year, just one last night as well on the Oklahoma versus UNC Wilmington under. So before we get into Sunday, we can't forget about Saturday. And man, have our free picks been on fire last week. We cashed on TCU. That was easy, plus seven, but... It was actually at plus seven and a half, plus eight towards the end of the week. Cashed on North Carolina, cashed on West Virginia, including the money line play on West Virginia at plus 240. I'm very happy with the free picks that we've been giving out on this show. And if you miss the show, sometimes you can always check out the article that comes out on Saturday morning. You might not get all the picks, the lines might move, but the article has been also quite successful for picking some uh, some good games against the spread or totals that you could digest by just checking out the odds breakers, being an email subscriber or subscribing to my Telegram channel or these websites Telegram channel that you can get to from our website or right from Telegram itself. All right, let's get into college football week 12 then. We're going to start right out the same way we did the last few weeks. You remember, we were on Liberty against Arkansas. They won outright. Then we were on UConn versus Liberty, and they won outright. Well, I'm doing the same kind of thing because we're on T. 
TCU last week, and now they play Baylor. Baylor's around plus two and a half, plus three. Total on this game is 58. I think the time has come, and the devil is calling TCU to pay their dues. I love what TCU has accomplished, but this is college football, and Baylor is a very solid team with a great defensive-minded coach. It's true that TCU has been fortunate, and I think that there is some truth to people's handicaps last week against Texas. It's just that the number was way wrong, and TCU ended up winning outright anyway. But, you know, there is truth. TCU did find good fortune by getting other teams' quarterbacks hurt against their defense. And now they are road chalk against a very solid Baylor Baylor team, right? What I like about Baylor is they're the defending Big 12 champions, and they have a shot to do it again. They can't lose this game. They've been doing pretty well, and they have a decent passing defense Uh, ranking 40th in yards per attempt. TCU's passing defense is 52nd. Baylor's defense in general in yards per play ranks 36th in opponent yards per play, and TCU ranks 54th. So Baylor's got the better defense, but the way TCU beats people is through the air, right? Well, I think that Dave Aranda knows the secret to beating TCU. Um, I think that he knows that controlling the clock and taking the ball out of Max Duggan's hands and Sonny Dyke's awesome play calling ability is the way to do it, and they're going to run the ball. Baylor has some very good running backs on their team. They average 4.71 yards per rush. Richard Reese averages 5.16 yards per rush. Craig Williams, 5.81 yards per rush. That's pretty good. I think that they're going to imply that strategy. They're also going to try to tighten up their defense when it comes to the minus side of the field for them, the plus side of the field for TCU. One other intangible that I like in this game that makes me think that TCU's time could be up this week is that TCU beat Baylor by two points last year at home, which kept Baylor out of the college football playoffs. Baylor may have made it in had they not lost to TCU. This makes this a revenge spot, a very big intangible spot. Also, TCU is better on my power ratings than Baylor by a couple points, but that does not make them a three-point favorite in this game. So what I'm going to tell you is to take Baylor, but wait for the three or buy the three. Plus three, 2.5 stars on this play. The devil has called TCU to pay their dues. Where's my money, bitch? Indiana versus Michigan State. Michigan State minus 10.5, total about 47.5. A lot of people looking at the weather in this game. What I'm seeing is moderate wind, not like we saw when Northwestern played Ohio State or anything. It's going to be cold, but it's not supposed to rain or be snowy, at least not yet. 
This is a low total here. Now, one of the most annoying coaches in Big Ten is definitely Tom Allen. He screams at refs and is actually wrong a good percent of the time, but I think the refs actually sometimes just cave to him because he's screaming his absolute head off. That happened during the season that they won a bunch of games, but he still does it, and sometimes he gets the benefit of the doubt, but that's not even really has anything to do with the handicap in this game. The handicap in this game is that Indiana finally gets to face a bad defense that ranks 106th in opponent success rate and 121st in success rate against the pass. That's part of the handicap. For as bad as Indiana is, they actually rank number five in passing attempts. So that's 58% of their plays are pass plays. They're going against a defense that ranks 121st. Most of their plays are pass plays. Michigan State should also have success moving the ball against Indiana, where the Hoosiers rank 128th in defensive success rate against the pass. You know, Michigan State can throw the ball. They did it against Wisconsin multiple times. Indiana also plays very fast. Ranking number one in all of college football in tempo. I don't care what kind of weather's going on unless it's a freaking tornado. This total is a little bit low at the 48. Both of these defenses are horrible. I expect good efforts. I think Indiana at least gets to 21 to 24 points with the spread of 10 and a half. That should be enough for Michigan State to score and get this baby over 47.5 for 2.5 stars. Hey, nice clothes, gentlemen. I didn't know the Salvation Army was having a sale. (laughs) Texas versus Kansas, plus nine total, 64. Have we learned nothing about Texas this whole year of betting? Seriously. The Longhorns are metrically awesome and situationally garbage. That's terrible. Last year, Texas outright lost to this Lance Leopold-led team. It was almost like a tongue twister, Lance Leopold-led team. (laughs) And now they're coming off a toxic loss against their little brother in TCU. Don't get me wrong. This Steve Sarkeesian-led team ranks high, top 27, in both offensive and defensive success rate, well, Kansas is good on offense and very bad on defense, but look at the yards per play margin here. Even after what all these teams went through, Kansas actually shows better at positive 1.56 to Texas's 1.39. Now, Texas has had the harder strength of schedule, but how are we going to keep that Oklahoma game in Texas's numbers when they played them without Dylan Gabriel and looked like absolute trash? Now, If Jason Bean remains the quarterback at Kansas this week, I think they cover the spread anyway. Um, Bean's been 65% completion percentage, 14 for 4 TD to interception ratio here at home. So I like that. But if Jalen Daniels plays, which I think he is going to make it back, I think Kansas can win this thing outright. This is just going to be a shootout type situation. Take the points 
and sprinkle the money line here. It's Sarkeesian. He does not manage the team well, and he does not. He's a great coordinator and play caller. He just doesn't know how to strategize and scheme for teams. If 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 anything, he should just be running Bijan Robinson the whole game. He ran it twelve times last week. Their offense scored three points. I hate going against teams that had such bad showings like they did, but you're getting nine points here with Kansas. You know, Texas is out of it. Take Kansas. Two stars. I would also sprinkle that plus 270 on the money line as well. The dynasty has just begun. All right, let's look at some of the other games here that are big for the weekend so I can give you at least a lean and probably another play. I'm thinking that uh, this Oklahoma State line is also ridiculous. Now, I know Oklahoma's coming off a loss, and this this game does mean t- something to the kids. But as you hear Spencer Sanders in his interview this week, he said he is playing. He says he is competitive, and this thing is over seven points. Oklahoma should not be laying over seven points to a pretty good team. If you watched the game last week with Oklahoma State, their defense actually beat was the team that beat Iowa State. And Iowa State's not like a good team, but they're above average team and they're kind of a meddling team, right? Oklahoma State was still able to beat them without Spencer Sanders a lot of that game. Now Sanders is going to play in one of the biggest games of the year. I'm pretty sure he's going to want to show up. I'm going to take uh, Oklahoma State for sure, plus the uh, seven and a half points. And if you look at the metrics here, it's not like Oklahoma should be blowing this team away. You know, a lot of people were fooled from Oklahoma after they beat Nebraska by like 40 points. Well, we found out Nebraska is freaking terrible, right? Uh, Oklahoma State has better numbers in many cases than Oklahoma. Oklahoma State has the better defense, 45th to uh, Oklahoma's 87th in success rate. They have, they're not better at yards per play. They're actually minus 0.32. Oklahoma is positive 0.55. Oklahoma State does have the more explosiveness. They rank 59th in offensive explosive plays to Oklahoma ranking 83rd. That could be play a factor in such a big rivalry game. This is just too big at seven and a half for a rivalry game. I'll take Oklahoma State again. I, I hate to have to fade Oklahoma again, but once again, just like the Texas game, this line is too big. Here's another big game with Illinois against Michigan. And the situation here is that Illinois needs this game uh, a lot more than Michigan. Well, I, I guess Michigan's trying to make the playoffs, so they both need the game. But uh, Michigan doesn't care about covering 18 points when they have Ohio State on deck. I mean, do you think that Michigan wants to you know, re- reveal what their team is doing against Ohio State in this game? Low total of 42 points, yet um, the spread's 18. Illinois can still play for the Big Ten Championship if they win this game. Um, and still control their own destiny here while Michigan just needs to get the win here. I mean, this is a look-ahead spot really for Michigan to Ohio State, yet uh, it's also a big step-up spot and get-up spot for Illinois to kind of prove that some of those losses were a little bit more fluky. Um, Ugly line at 18, but geez, 
the only way you can go here is with eight with is with Illinois. My problem is my number is 19 from a power rating standpoint. And I hate disagreeing with my power ratings. Plus Illinois or sorry, Michigan has just been trying to cover spreads last week. They kicked a field goal that covered the spread by a half a point. So it's kind of weird. Harbaugh likes to run up scores, but it looks like that Harbaugh maybe might be one of those coaches that also likes to try and cover spreads himself. So I'd be a little bit concerned for that, but this is a massive spot for Illinois. They have to completely get up for this game and give it their all. Michigan just might not take them too seriously. I'm, I'm going to give you a strong lean to Illinois in this massive game coming up this weekend. Ohio State, Maryland, you know, I would like to lean Maryland, but Ohio State probably going to keep rolling. Maryland's got 27.5 points. They're receiving at home here, yet Ohio State last week against Indiana made that 40 look pretty easy when they covered it practically by the third quarter. So um, it's just one of those situations where Maryland can't stop Ohio State. I think that Illinois has the stouter defense against Michigan. I trust them on the road than I trust Maryland at home, to be completely honest with you. So that's a a no-look for me whatsoever. Penn State Rutgers, I lean Penn State minus 19 on the road against Rutgers. Rutgers is just garbage. They are just terrible this year. And Penn State, um, you know, they hit a couple bumps in the road. They lost to Michigan, obviously. They lost to... Uh, Ohio State, went, even though they outgained Ohio State, I think they just kind of keep trying to prove teams wrong and prove the committee wrong that they belong somewhere up there. Um, Franklin is usually a pretty good coach in these situations, so um, I'm going to lean Penn State. Uh, Miami-Clemson, that's just a, another ugly game. Clemson favored by 19 points at home. Miami probably has no chance in hell in this game. I would love it if Miami can somehow put up a fight, but I'm not even sure if Van Dyke is going to be back this year. Um, I can't remember what his prognosis was. Um, questionable. He's, he's questionable, but the injury report is quite long if you look at Miami right here. So um, it would be a shocker. It'd be one of those shockers that were unexpected if somehow they're able to cover this game. Uh, Northwestern versus Purdue. Purdue's like laying 20 points. That's probably a perfect spread. Maybe Purdue wins by uh, three scores or more. Maybe they don't. You know, Northwestern's a terrible team. Purdue also kind of controls their own destiny a little bit. Big Illinois win. They expect Illinois to lose next week. So I can see Purdue um, certainly trying to put the pedal to metal uh, in this game as well. I already gave you my thoughts on Indiana versus Michigan State. Houston versus East Carolina is kind of interesting. Um, East Carolina finally getting some respect, but I hate them with the respect role. I like them as the dog role. You know, with the respect role, laying six points against a Houston team that was supposed to be good this whole year and not worries me a little bit. I have to check the Houston injury report. Not seeing a lot of injuries for them and they could just be one of those teams that doesn't report well that happens all the time but I mean Houston just embarrassed throughout the season maybe this is the time that they actually can step up a little bit and uh, try to you know salvage their season some one two three four five six they're already in a bowl 
So no, no necessary motivation there. This team should have beat SMU. Let's see what my power number is in this game real quick. Uh, it's about three points. Yeah, this is uh, this could be a play for me on Houston. I'm going to definitely deep dive into it a little bit more to see where the advantages might lie before I make a play into the metrics. Oh, here's a interesting storyline. Washington State at Arizona. As you know, Jaden Delora is uh, played his whole career until this year at Washington State. So he's going to be very motivated to have a massive game himself. The problem with Arizona, they rank dead last in defensive success rate and dead last in defensive rushing play success rate. They did sure backdoor the hell out of USC, though. If you remember, I was on USC as a pretty large play, and they burned me on that one. So you wonder if that could happen again if they were losing this game. Their offense is better than Washington State's. If they could somehow establish uh, the run a little bit, I think Arizona has a good shot here at the plus four. So um, even though they are minus 0.85, minus 0.84 yards per play margin, being at home, this four is slightly too big, in my opinion. I'm going to think more about this one as well. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, Georgia, it, it, my, if my mindset has to be they can't get injured. Probably some quick plays out of Stetson Bennett. You know, they're probably not going to want to keep him in the park too long. Probably a lot of running the ball. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be windy in Kentucky that day. Total of 49. This total seems a little too high for me. I'm going to give you a strong lean to the under in this game. I think there's a chance that Kentucky doesn't score 10 points. You know, their, their total team total will probably be 13 and a half. So it's probably going to burn you a little bit. Um, a, a touchdown scored by the special teams would hurt you for sure. And this is a massive get up spot for Kentucky. So I'm not rushing to play their team total, but this could be an ugly 28 or 27 to 14 game which would still go under, you know, maybe 24-17 even. George is happy with running out the clock at the end of their games. So I find that interesting. Ole Miss versus Arkansas State. Ole Miss after that nasty loss to uh, Alabama last week. They had them. I don't know how these kids can get up for this game after that. That's got to be extremely tough on their mindset. All right, my friends, if you have any other games you want us to break down, I will be doing better odds sports betting this Friday. Make sure you tweet us at the odds breakers for a request. Now let's talk a little NFL with our guest, Tony George. Now I'm very excited to bring back a man who's been capping for since the old days of capping, let's just say. You've heard him many times on radio shows and sports podcasts all over the nation. Very happy to welcome back Mr. Tony George from DocSports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at TGeorgeSports. Tony, my man, it's a busy time for guys such as me and yourself. How the heck you doing? Pretty good, you know, when you threw back that uh, cap in a long time. I'll tell you how long I've been handicapping. I was handicapping back when Nebraska football was relevant. So that's <laughs> that's that's how far I go back. Oh, yeah. 1892. <laughs> Boy, I'd like to turn the clock back now. I'll tell you, yeah, I'm, I'm busy like you, brother, man. I got college basketball, and 
I brought on a uh, staff capper this year um, in in terms of uh, WNBA and college basketball. Um, and he specializes in small conferences and d- done real well uh, for me. He does my WNBA too, so I, I so I'm not just completely burning the candle at both <laughs> ends. You know, it's just with NBA and and so many games in college basketball. I still got my eye on the prize in football. You know, we're having a great college football year. Uh, the second year in a row, we've had a great year, well over 63% year to date, But and top pick's been killing it. But uh, took a step back in the NFL last couple of weeks, so I've really been uh, kind of focused on that. But as you know, it's uh, it's 16-hour days, maybe seven days a week. It is, especially hockey and NBA and people. Yep. It depends how much you want to juggle, and you're not the only one that does partnerships and that's huge for people out there and i recommend them i say uh you know rather than doing a bunch of stuff yourself doing it wrong you know i'd rather get an a on my exam on the smaller stuff you know and uh right and and win win bets better to uh you know leave a loser off the table because you pay juice when you make bets just always remember that uh folks but you know early in this i had you on i think right after i saw you in vegas the next week or so we talked about uh the good old Huskers, and uh, uh, you talked to, to me a little bit about the Badgers, and I said right there, I was a, I was one of the few Badger fans saying this is not looking good for us, and I said they might as well just be in the pile with Purdue and Illinois, and I don't even think I said Illinois. Right. Never mind. I, 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 Illinois snuck up for me. I was I said Purdue, Minnesota, uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and one other team, I, I can't remember who I said. It wasn't Northwestern either. It was one of those Big Ten West teams that I kind of thought, you know, I, I, I said they all should be capped the same way. And uh, lo and behold, my team sucked too. And guess what happened? Both of our coaches got fired there, yeah. Tony. And I never would have I, forecasted that. I mean, no. maybe Scott Frost, but he also got yeah. extended. And they fired him like two weeks before they had early and cost themselves an extra $8 million. We can go into that another day but now yeah. we now that now we have a game here this week and the battle of the coaches that were fired <laughs> two underachieving teams in my right. wisconsin badgers in your nebraska corners i gotta tell you man this this spread is uh, i mean it's got the wisconsin favored by 13 we don't know if casey thompson's playing we know that purdy is injured and not gonna play yeah uh what's the backup what's the backup of the backup's name he's really bad um mothers smothers yeah you can smother the, his chances of winning so oh. um <laughs> my my i think the spread is perfect with not knowing what's going on wisconsin should be able to run the ball but if it's casey thompson's i can see them having a shot you know i it's yeah. an, it's an ugly game and i don't even know if i want to watch it much less bet on it my friend <laughs> well i i uh did a uh podcast right here on stream i do a podcast about once every other week now I, I i don't do them as frequently as you just i have other media obligations and you know how much goes into doing these things so but i did have chris schmidt on he is the uh, uh hell varsity radio there in lincoln he used to be my intern when i had a nightly talk show when i lived in lincoln and now he's a big shot there and and they do a lot of stuff with the Nebraska football networks and stuff. And I had visited with him 
uh, early in the season. And he had told me if Frost doesn't have a winning record by October, by, you know, his his contract was up like the 20th of October. He goes, they're going to cut him loose. And he also told me in the same breath, I go, who's your sleeper this year? And he goes, Illinois. And uh, he's, he'd been out to media day and all that, you know, Big Ten media day. But, you know, uh, word is uh, at least, you know, some ray of sunshine for Huskers backers and Husker fans is I think you're probably going to see Thompson play this weekend. You know, last week I thought Nebraska didn't embarrass himself against a very good Michigan team. We were on a backup quarterback. He went out. We're on a third string quarterback. Our our offensive coordinator got knocked out of the game. <clears throat> Mark Whipple, because a player ran out of bounds and, and hit him and threw him into the bench. And he hurt a knee and a hip and a, banged his head and so we had Mickey Joseph not only filling in for Scott Frost, he was filling in as offensive coordinator with no play sheet. But uh, I thought Nebraska's defense held up pretty well. You know, when you're three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out against Michigan and Ann Arbor with that offense, you know, and to be able to hold them under 40 points, I thought was, you know, at this point, as you know, being a Wisconsin fan, I'm looking for the little wins. I'm not looking for the big one. I'm looking for anything that's possible. <laughs> it's sad you to know? have to do that too, Tony. I mean, yeah. Nebraska is actually barely under the net yards per play at minus .12. I mean, that's not as bad as the record, and that's how it always is right. for Nebraska. And you got Wisconsin here that only has one, two, three, four, five wins and uh, five losses, and they're a positive 1.3 net yards per play. It's like... Just the incompetence of these teams is massive, and they're on both sides. Wisconsin can move the ball, but they keep turning it over, uh, especially yep. in the red zone. They just uh, crap on themselves, and and Nebraska just doesn't even know how to stop choking in these big games, and uh, th they'll make some yards here and there, but they're definitely a worser version. But I will say this. If Casey Thompson plays, I'm guessing Nebraska's the side here, even though, we, yeah, even though we, we've owned you all these years. Yeah, it, a couple things about Wisconsin. Of course, Wade Mosman, who owns Docs, he's from Sauk City, just north of uh, Madison. You know where that's at. You're you're a Scony boy, and he's a Scony boy. So I've been eating a lot of shit for since I started working. <laughs> yeah. you, you mean you mean uh, fried cheese curds aren't good for you? Yeah, apparently not. That <laughs> fried perch. I mean, I love Wisconsin, but yeah. But I'll tell you something. I, if you'd have told me ten years ago that a 5-5 five and five team was coming into Lincoln in November and they were a and they were a 5 and 5 team in Lincoln and they were laying 13 I told you you are crazy that is a, that is the seventh sign of Armageddon the seal's been broken well it has and what's more interesting the total's 39 <laughs> you know and you just put up 10 against Iowa which you know the fact that Iowa put up 24 on you offensively should be concerned to you. But at the end of the day here, I, you know, I can only, you know, you, let's see. Um, you put up 33 points the last two games and Nebraska's put up 16. <laughs> I mean, who to, in their last two. That, so that, I'd probably, if, if Thompson's playing, I'd lean with the points. I don't think Nebraska can beat you because, you guys have set a rushing record against us once, and then three years later, you set another rushing record against us. 
a school record. Both those were in Madison, but um, uh, the running back you had last year, I think he's still piling up yards uh, against us there. And it was a it was an ugly game for us, and uh, we just uh, we couldn't stop you. And, and uh, physical teams give Nebraska a lot of problems. Nebraska's soft up front on both sides of the ball, and if you could shut down Grant in that running game. Even if you got to put it on Thompson's shoulders, if he's 100% healthy, it's still an iffy bet. But if he's not playing, we're probably screwed. 39-point total. I mean, it is that embarrassing between these teams. And it's not like Wisconsin can't score sometimes. It's just that they keep coughing the ball up in the red zone. Their efficiency has been awful. So, yeah. That's uh, you know we probably pounded this enough. It's probably not worth yep. betting. It's a no. It's a low. No. It's a low confidence game, from yep. what I can see. Yeah. But, but let's move. Let us ask you real quick. Who who do you think makes the college football playoffs, Tony? At this point, there's a lot that can happen. But I have my own four. I think that's going to make yeah. it. What about you? Well, here's here's. I was going to email you this when I got your list. Your uh, we we don't really script these shows, folks. It's just bullet points. I mean, both of us are old savvy media veterans. We could talk about any subject for a half hour. Probably not make any sense, but we'll we'll talk about it anyway. But um, I don't get into all that white noise, uh, mainstream stuff. I I don't follow it because I I don't think number one is the. AP and the coaches' polls don't mean jack crap to me because they their odds makers are vastly more smart about you know uh, the different the real difference between teams, um, pollsters and all these other political. You get a bunch of jagoffs in there that don't know what they're talking about. And somehow they're on the committee, but at the end of the day, obviously the SEC champion's going to go. The Big Ten champion's going to go, whether they have a loss or not. Same thing with the SEC. I mean, if Georgia was to lose to Kentucky and still play in the title game, win the title, they're going. Um, but I, I don't, I don't see a Pac-12 team in there. Probably two SEC teams, and uh, um, I tell you, you can make a case for TCU if they remain unbeaten. Yeah, I, it, it, they've it, done more. They've done more. Than almost anybody. I mean, it literally is the Big 12 the SEC? No. But you're talking about a team that's beat five ranked teams and still unbeaten. And they were an underdog last week, you know, for whatever reason. I put them out, you know. Uh, there's no respect. Sonny Dykes is doing his best coaching job he's ever done. Dugan in my opinion, was a better quarterback in the game. And he was. He was. It was, it, know, it was I, a no-sweat bet for us. And I, it, yeah. it, it was a disrespectful line. And it made no sense whatsoever. I. Yeah. So you got, let's just say they get a hiccup and lose to Baylor. And then they win the Big 12. And then USC wins the Pac-12. You put TCU in about ahead of USC. Because oh, USC sure has no top wins now i guess they could maybe change that at notre dame but it's not enough because tcu's no. resume is still better now notre dame you mean the notre dame team that got beat by marshall lost, yep. a, lost to marshall lost and should have lost to cal and then and then on a bye week 
at home lose to Stanford and then beat Cle- off a bye and, week? and beat Clemson. So I don't think Clemson belongs either. But Clemson uh, doesn't belong in there. TCU's beating the piss out of sooner or later. This schedule. I mean, this is a tough spot for TCU. And you got Baylor coming off an ass kicking 31-3 last week. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. So everybody goes, well, you know, TCU's got a layup now. They're playing a team that just got whacked. No, Baylor had a bad day. Clemson had a bad day. You know, people have bad days. You know, I mean, the Bears last weekend, the Bills, you know, you can go down the People have bad days. You know, and but for TCU, this is a hell of a spot for them, man. They're coming off that huge win at Texas, and they beat them by worse than what the score indicated. And uh, now you got to play a pissed off Baylor team on the. I mean, well, Baylor's pissed from last year, Tony, because if they beat TCU and didn't lose by two points last year, they're in the college football playoffs last year. So exactly. this is not, it's also a revenge game. Yeah, th- there's no give me's. And if TCU takes care of this, no. they're in. But here's my four that I'm putting in. I think it's Georgia number one. I you can just put Ohio State slash Michigan as number two. I yep. th- I think that it's probably Ohio State based upon the odds, but I think Tennessee will get in over Ohio State. Just because of the SEC strength of schedule and the way they ranked LSU. So let's just say if it's Michigan, they're going to get in. Michigan loses that game. Tennessee jumps them because Michigan's non-conference was terrible. Uh, So this this is a playoff game next week, and I can't wait for that, by the way. Um, And and, and then I'm going to say TCU is the four seed. So um, Yeah, I... You know, and and uh, you know, I've been impressed with LSU. Uh, obviously, I wasn't last weekend, but then that was to be expected. You know, the Arkansas those proven to be kind of a bad team because you know, especially in big spots. But you know, coming off that win the week before, you know, you expected them to have a down spot. They they're still these are still nineteen year old kids. Right. You know, everybody keeps thinking these are pro athletes. I mean, some of them on the nail deal are getting paid like pro athletes. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're 19-year-old kids, and it's tough to get them up, and you're getting everybody's best shot. You know, and the week before, Tennessee had a bad day. They had a bad day, and they turn around and beat Missouri, who gave – Missouri should have beat Georgia. I watched that game. They had them by the short and curlies. And they just, they lacked the depth and talent, but they were, Kirby Smart got out coached, even though he won, he got out coached in that game. No, don't, and he, then did, last he did, he did. Tennessee does that to Missouri. I mean, you look at, I thought that'd be a tight ball game, you yeah. know, and they just put him over their knee and just took him out behind a woodshed and <laughs> pulled out a can of whoop ass. So, you know, I'm more concerned as you are about what's going on point spread wise than I am anything else, but. I could clearly see two SEC teams in there, TCU, and probably the Big Ten champ. I, I'm, I think you may hear, you will possibly this weekend, the USC pundits and backers may be silenced. They're going to have a tough time getting by UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and exactly. I th- Well, I think they lose one of those games um, and then – you know the Utah game. We'll see what happens. I will say yeah. that I will say that USC kind of got screwed in that Utah game. That the penalties were completely lopsided. But that's life. Sure. That's life, and yep. uh, 
That's like yep. four playoff teams, and it was set up for the USC or it was set up for the SEC. So that's uh, that's always tough to play against as well. That and you can see that from throwing LSU over USC this week in this situation. It's almost like right. they're being treated like Tulane was last week or something. Yeah, I mean that. I I don't don't get me wrong. I don't think Tulane belonged up there, but it's funny how yeah. the perception of the Pac-12 is. And hey, the Pac-12 last year went and kicked butt during bowl season. So um, yeah, I'm, I know they did. Yeah, I'm, they did. They had a hell of a year. And Oregon slipped and fell last week again we talk about teams that have bad days mm -hmm. oregon had a bad day i mean you you know they just had a bad day and Penix is one of the passing leaders in the country you can't overlook him you know he's got a couple wide receivers that up there watch that play for anybody and when you don't bring your a game against a team like that you're going to give up points to a quarterback that good that's right i mean he was tearing up he was tearing up the big 10 when he was in indiana before he got hurt Yes, I mean, the guy's a hell of a quarterback. So, you know, I think Oregon probably bounces back this week. Um, and you got a cheap number on them because uh, of what happened last week. The price of value there with them. Yeah, you get a cheap number now on them and probably a bet on team coming on out. So we'll see what happens with the Ducks. But let's move into the NFL for sake of time. We're going to sure. cover this massive slate here. And, you know, just a couple sentences per game. Uh, if you want to, sure. yeah, there's a couple ugly ones you can pass on, but we'll start with the Thursday game, Tennessee Titans versus the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers are minus three at home, minus 115 in some books. This thing's kind of been locked in the same area for a while now. Total, very low, ugly, Big Ten total of 41.5, yeah. juice to the under. It's going to be a cold one up there. Anything on this game? I I like the under. This yeah. got 17, 13 written all over it. I think it go either way. I don't think there's a buy sign on Green Bay. You know, Dallas, speaking about somebody having a bad day, Dallas was 195 and 0 as a franchise when they're leading by 14 in the fourth quarter. 195 games. They won them all, and they let Aaron Rodgers look like crap all day. The offense looked like crap. And then out of nowhere, two big plays is all it took. Yeah, it two was big plays that, that that changed the game, and Dallas got you know got nervous. And I'm not sold. I don't think there's a buy sign on Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers on NFL Network and Pat McAfee show going. We're going to run the table and Tennessee outside of outside of uh, all their games, but two have went under outside of, uh, but you take them outside of Kansas City and outside the Buffalo game, and, you know, they're they're an under machine, and Vrabel is doing, he got, co he got coach of the year last year. He's in the running this year because he's doing, he's doing more with less than almost anybody out there. Yeah, take Tennessee away from the two best offenses. And you have an under team. That makes sense. Buffalo and Kansas City. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, Green Bay definitely had that uh, Brad Allen officiating crew help where he's uh, a massive yeah. home official. So that you could see that. And yeah. I tweeted out my disdain for what happened in that game. But, um, you yeah, know, it's going to be a little I different. Did see this that. Week. I did see that tweet, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's uh, there. <laughs> there's numbers I have on officials. And I think th this day and age, you got to take a look at every single situation. And these NFL games are yeah. hard to beat enough. You try yeah. to find as many angles as possible. Let's move on to Cleveland 
Oh, just just I my leans to Tennessee because Green Bay can't stop the run. So I, I, I might That's right. throw it out there. There you go. Uh, there you go. might you might wait around to get a three and a half too. So good luck. Yeah. And see what you can do. Cleveland versus Buffalo. This is supposed to be a cold windy game and possible snow and that's why you saw this total go from 46 all the way down to 41 and um one thing i'm gonna say is that the spread didn't move much tony i have my own thoughts why that is what do you think about this well they're supposed to get three to five feet of snow (laughs) um so they might and they've had this before where they had to play somewhere and they had to fly buffalo out of there go play someplace else because, you know, the other team, logistically, when they called them and said, you know, on Thursday, hey, we're not, I can't remember what game it was, but uh, it was a while back, but they said, hey, man, you need, we can't fly in there Saturday, so you guys are going to fly here and play. And so they've done it. But, you know, at the end of the day here, um, you know, if, uh, and you probably saw it on Twitter. I think you might even thumbs up. I'm sick of hearing this argument about how great Josh Allen is, how much better he is than Mahomes. And I know we're going to talk about some quarterbacks here in a little while, but just briefly, Josh Allen is the worst quarterback in the NFL when it comes to turnovers in the red zone. You know, and and um, he's there's been some youth and inexperience in big key moments for him. Um, yeah, they beat Kansas City earlier this year. Okay, whatever. But at the end of the day here, I don't like the direction they're going. And quite frankly, if they do play up there and it's any of any amount of wind is over 10 miles an hour, it's advantage Cleveland Browns because I'll take them with that run game. They're going to keep them off the field. I think, you know, get nine or so. I haven't seen the current line, but Amen. I mean, I'm staying away from the game. But how, what is it? it's eight and a half and in the total went down but the dog didn't go down and uh that makes yeah. sense i mean cleveland's got the great rushing offense and the the bills really only 18th in opponent rush epa but here's yeah. where the reason why it didn't move is because cleveland's rush epa i don't know if you watched last game i did cleveland just got beat by jeff wilson all over the ground against Miami, Raheem Mostert. They were getting yeah. 9-yard, 15-yard chunks per run. Their right. rush EPA, it goes like this. Lions, .046. Chargers, .053. Uh, Eagles, .059. And then the Browns, .139. It's like a massive difference between the Eagles and the Browns. If Josh Allen's is running the ball the whole game, which he should, just you know, dink and dunk, run, slide, yeah, uh, then yeah. They, they should be able to smoke Cleveland, and that's why the yeah. spread didn't move. So I just wanted to point that out on a visual here on the yeah. screen of why I don't think is. there's a lot of value in the game. Honestly, I'm staying completely away from it. You might want to, yeah. I mean, I'd be scared. I'd be scared to lay the line. I'm scared to take it. I'm scared to tease it down, or I'm scared to tease it up. What's that tell you? There's better games to bet. Let's move on to the Eagles versus the Colts. Colts plus six and a half. Uh, it's kind of juiced a little bit towards the Eagles minus six and a half. Now the total is 43 and a half. And I'll pat myself on the back. I took the plus nine on Sunday before the Monday night game because I had the commanders plus 11. And I thought this line would move in my direction because I really was confident about my commanders bet. And now lo and behold, Dallas good or gets injured for the eagles which is a big pass you know a big body that catches passes uh now they can just kind of take out aj brown and hope 
for the best against Devontae Smith, but this spread got down lower to where I would bet it because I make the line plus six and a half. You saw that rush EPA stat of the Eagles being second. Now you got Jonathan Taylor here and you got a old offensive lineman and Jeff Saturday that maybe he did influence this offensive line for the Colts. Some, I don't know. They sure as hell weren't doing anything before, but this is too low for me to bet now, but I, I'm going to pass. My yep. number is exactly where it is. Uh, right. Yeah. Is this a pass for you? Yeah. I'm big Eagles can beat them by a touchdown. It's sitting on that number. I think uh, they captured lightning in a bottle last week. Colts did. They're still a crappy team. Ryan still turns it over. Philly's going to be in a bad mood, you know, and we'll see. You know, I can't put a lot of stock into anybody beating the Raiders. Yeah, that's true too. You, I mean, take that. We we, we tried that once with the Saints, and that didn't work out well. The next couple of weeks mm -hmm. against Baltimore, right. and uh, yeah, so that's that's true. Um, let's move on to the next game. Then we have Carolina versus the Ravens. This is a massive spread at minus twelve and a half. Sounds like Baker Mayfield's going to get be at the helm here, getting yeah. getting the ball, trying to work for a job for next year. I think that's a lost cause personally too. But mm -hmm. um, total is at really low again, 41-point total. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. You hate laying double digits in the NFL, but I will say that the Ravens are coming off a of bye week here, and we've seen the Panthers against this AFC North once against the uh, Bengals, and yeah. they were down 35 to nothing in the first half. So uh, yeah. I'm not touching the Carolina Panthers here. No, I'd get I'd get involved with uh, I'd get involved with the Ravens off the bye in a teaser, get them down to six and a half. They, they they'll beat them by double digits, but you know I I I, I avoid. Unless you can make a case for the underdog in double-digit games in the NFL, I don't get near a favorite ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a massive favorite, double digits. And, you know, I mean, I will say the, the Ravens have been a little fraudulent this year. Their defense has been very bad, in my opinion, but they at least mm -hmm. fixed it a little bit. They got Tyus Bowser back, and now they got Roquan Smith. I don't know what to think about Smith made a whole. They look like a completely different team. Well, who did they play in that game? They played the Saints, didn't they, on a Monday night? Yeah, they beat the crap out they of them. They look man. like uh, – that's that's like I was sitting there with a buddy of mine, you know, my little favorite watering hole sports bar up the street here, same one you called me up the other day to ask me if I want to do this show on Monday night, I might add, <laughs> during the game. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I was sitting there, I looked at him, I go, and I looked at Baltimore team, I go, this is a team I'm unfamiliar with. I'm unfamiliar with this team on the defensive side of the ball. You know, offensively, Jackson's always going to keep you in games because he's Lamar Jackson. He's like Mahomes. If you if he's on the field, you got a chance to go ninety in three plays. You just do. You have a chance you to know? score three touchdowns in one quarter if you need it. Absolutely. You're always in these games, and that's why you're never going to see these guys as massive dogs ever. Right. But I tees are nothing for me. Tees are nothing. I right, move on to the Jets Patriots. I find this game kind of interesting because and i took a four with the jets now it's gone so forget it uh, i think three, yeah three is a perfect number and i'll explain why tony hey, your, go ahead your system handicappers tread handicappers whatever you want to call it are going to like the patriots because bill belichick owns young quarterbacks yep. on the jets your yep. your uh metric handicappers like the jets because box score analysis says the jets beat them really and 
you know, there's a couple stupid interceptions, blah, blah, blah. There's a big penalty that game, you know. So your metric handicappers like the Jets, your system handicappers like the Patriots, minus three is perfect. So that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, you know, it's what? To open up this week, there were six games at minus three on the slate, which always makes it real difficult for guys like me and you. So you got to ask yourself now about two, three weeks ago when these guys played, I had a seven unit top play game of the month on the Patriots and they won 22 to 17 and the Patriots best quarterback that day was in fact, Zach Wilson from the New York Jets because he, he, he threw three massive interceptions and made some really bad decisions. But, um, you know, the Jets are playing, if they win this, they lead the division. I mean, it's a big game. I mean, I, I, I tell you this. I'd probably put him in a teaser plus nine. I think it's going to be a low scoring game too. You know, I, um, Matt, there's offensively freaking. I I can't trust thirty this and a half's the total. I mean, I know, I, but that's there for a reason. I mean, this has got thirteen ten written all over it. Seventeen fourteen written all over. Well, it. the Patriots are kind of seeing weakness in Buffalo too, and they probably think they have a shot at this division still, even though neither of them really don't. It's Miami, I think. But um, I, th- I think at the end of the day, I don't think right right now, of course, the Jets can lead it because they had such a hot start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, great points. Bo- both teams should be very vested in this game. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's you know what this thing's going to boil down to. And this week I'm looking at more totals than I am sides. because I don't think there's a lot of opportunity in the market on the sides this week. I really don't. You got a bunch of three. You got a bunch of double digits. Or you know Kansas City laying a huge number on the you know just a lot of road favorite home divisional dogs are catching number. I mean it's just a, it's just a voodoo trap. Uh, but you know this is one of those games where I mean I can't find any value in it at all. I mean I just don't have any value. I just don't see it. Yeah, at the three yeah. and like you said, it, it makes it tough on us. I mean, with the worst team in this division, I mean, record wise, is the Patriots at five and four. You know, I mean, this yeah. is the best division in football right now. You have to say that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no way they thought it was going to be the AFC West all year with you know the Raiders bringing on Adams and the new oh. offensive guru, and then the Chargers spent all that money on their defense, and they got a great quarterback there. You know, with Allen and Williams, and they've been hurt, and they've stunk it up. And then, you know, Denver are going to get Russell Wilson. They're all going to catch Kansas City. They're finally going to get over the hump against Mahomes and company. And that division stinks, except for Kansas City. And who? And I thought this was going to be Buffalo and everybody else, maybe Miami. And right now, it's Miami and Buffalo and the Jets, and the they're all neck and neck. This is going to go right down the way. You could have two teams out of this division in the playoffs. Jesus, did my Denver under 10? No, it didn't cash yet, but it will be very soon. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. the easiest money right now. Them in the under 10 and uh, Tampa Bay is about to cash too under 11 and a half. So very, yeah. look, I, I'm very excited about my season win totals coming on. Let's move on to the next one here. We have the Bears versus the Falcons, uh, Tony. Uh, Bears are plus three and a half a little bit of juice at the minus 115 as you can see here on the odd screen the total is at about 50 right little juice to the under now and i understand it and i have a play on this game and i'll give it out here and you might want to call me a homer and everything but what's the rule tony when two bad teams play each other 
You take the home team, or or the you take the points, really. Or you, oh, you you take the points. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about from oh, a spread take, perspective. If the home team, if the home team's getting points, you make it your game of the year. Yeah, if the home team's <laughs> get, if the home team's getting points, you definitely do it, and, that, no. and we've been thriving now, on that. But but the Bears got I, three I, and a half points here, and and this yeah. is a bad a bad Atlanta team here. And the secret yeah. the secret to this spread is the total. If the Bears weren't going to put up points. And Atlanta's a true favorite at minus three. Why is the total fifty? I think that's right. the that's the tell on the side of this game. Well, um, the simple handicap here is that these teams rank about the same in defense. They're both bad in defense. The Falcons rank twenty sixth in EPA against the run. The Bears are twenty second, slightly better against the run. Both are rushing teams. One has the little bit better rushing quarterback with the Bears. But neither team throws the ball well at all. And if you look at the speed, Marcus Mariota can run, but man, nobody's running like Justin Fields. Justin Fields is yeah. a Justin Fields is a fast wide receiver out there. He's he, yeah. he, he's outrunning people with the ball as they're trying to chase him. You know, he's a big guy, so he's got the strength. Yeah. So the weight of his pads don't weigh him down as much as a small defensive back and that's the only way i can think of it the dude's been clocking clocked it over 21 miles per hour the bears are number four in rush epa per play the falcons are number eight but i mean carolina wrote the strip to beat this falcons team here you know you, you play a little bit of cover too you you you, you smoke them inside just don't let Mariota have the time to throw a big play and yeah you, you stack the box um I took the points. Three and a half is way too much, in my opinion. I think that's a stupid yeah. line. Well, the Chicago Bears, and I always tell like this was my game of the year last week. So you can imagine my disdain for the Chicago Bears blowing a 14-point lead. First time Detroit's won, being down 14 points in the fourth quarter since 1993. And they had them, they dominated them for three quarters and just they figure out ways to score 29 a game over their last three games and get no wins. I mean, I just I, I can't figure it out because their defense is bad. And losing Roquan Smith didn't help me either. I you know what though? All that being said, I take the under. Yeah. I think yeah. they're both gonna run the ball. Neither quarterback. Mariota Mariota, if he's got one guy rushing him, he can't hit grandma at Costco pushing a shopping cart with a ball. He's not a good thrower. That's why he's, you know, they why they got rid of him at Tennessee. That's why he didn't see the field and Carr's not a great quarterback out here in Vegas. He was backing him up. You saw him for run plays. He can't throw the ball. And Fields, even though they got Claypool, they haven't established any chemistry. I think Fields probably is a better thrower than Mariota, but he hasn't had an opportunity to do it. Because he had anything to work with, so I think you're going to see a lot of smash mouth football running the ball. You're probably going to see a lot of yards between the twenties. Whoever toughens up in the red zone against the runs probably going to win the ball game. I hate to say it, but you're right. The 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 these the way these teams play is going to shade towards the under, unless yeah. there's big mistakes made. That you know, and that's what happened in the Lions game. This was Lions were ten to ten at the Bears half. This was trending under, and I had a big overplay at over forty eight. But you yeah. know, the thing is that they're both running teams. They're not going to be throwing the ball out. The Bears lost Khalil Herbert, their second best running back that's been playing. You know, forty percent of the snaps that could hurt. Yeah, them yeah. They're going to have a guy in there, uh, uh, Ebner, I believe. Uh, yeah, to replace him. 
But uh, here's what happened to Atlanta that nobody's talking about. They lost Matt Hennessy, their center, um, yeah. uh, on November 8th, and they got destroyed. Uh, they couldn't block anymore. And they also lost Elijah yeah. Wilkinson as well. Yeah. And uh, so their offensive line is massive woes. And so I don't think they're yeah. running the ball that well either. So I like- this this could easily be a 2017 ball game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It could with a be- huge total. With a huge total. Yep. I yep. mean, I'm just – don't be surprised, folks. All right, let's move on to the next one. I definitely one. think the Bears in a teaser too. Yeah, the Bears will. Uh, the Bears moving to nine and a half would be a teaser. Yeah, three you, six if, through if, seven in that game. Atlanta can't beat anybody by more than four points. Yeah, this. <laughs> I I prefer the Bears over a teaser. I think that three points is way too much. Three and a half is ridiculous. Take take the Bears plus three and a half. Couple two and a half stars at least on that one. Detroit okay. versus the Giants. The Giants are minus three. The total is 45, Tony. This is interesting because the Giants are fake news. I mean, let's face it. Even their Giants fans know that they're fake news. But they have a great coach now. They keep covering spreads. You watch the Atlanta game. I was holding on to my Giants minus four and a half like this. All, all Atlanta, Houston kept getting in the red zone. I, th- I, I thought one of those would be a touchdown to push it back to three. It didn't happen. They they got some picks, thank God, right? But you could see that right. the Giants weren't that good of a team. They don't have that good of a defense. Now, now, Detroit, their defense is terrible, too, and they're fourth worst in rush EPA, on a, the yeah. opponent rush EPA, that is. Yeah. They did get a little healthier, but in this situation, it's almost the same rules. Unfortunately, I got a better number than the market's offer, and I got Lions three and a half. But I'll tell you this: the 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 lion the the Giants are like Syracuse this year. Once they died, they kept dying, right? You know that they're overvalued. Um, I don't know if it's this game, but if I'll tell you this: if the Lions do win this game, you're going to be kicking yourself. Wish you made that bet because you're not going to get the same value fading the Giants if the Lions beat them right. this week, Tony. So, yeah, um, this I think this is a barometer game for them. Lions are. Confident, I can't remember the last time they won back-to-back games, especially on the road since their coach just. Well, they won. won the, they beat the Packers, then the Bears. This will be their back-to-back-to-back win. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it happening, and I. I do think that. I do think that New York's paper tiger, but the problem is, is the mismatch. With the elephant in the room, Shaquan Barkley. They're not going to be able to stop him. So, whatever his yards are, I haven't seen them for prop prop bet. Go over. What do you have last week? 150 some? They're probably I mean, massively juiced here. I'll even yeah, pull up the time. props. Um I'm get rushing receiving props if they're out yet. Um they usually out by Thursday. Uh you'll get the Thursday night game right now, but yeah. uh rush yard, yeah, you, you don't have them out here yet. So I'm gonna guess yeah, that, I'm gonna I, guess in the nineties. I'm gonna say in the nineties. Yeah, go over. And I think maybe New York. Uh, you, uh, that's a good analogy, the Syracuse analogy. You know, I Florida State was a huge play I had last week because I it's over for Cuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Florida State's on the on the come and and uh, Cuse is on the go. But you know that that was on display. You know, seven points was a joke in that game. Absolutely, you know, thirty-eight-three final. That was like stealing money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I've got another one like that this weekend. Public perception, but you know, at the end of the day, here I, I will give New York. I will give the two teams that have impressed me the most this year, 
has been New York and Minnesota. And it's not because of their record, you know, but they have their record because they've been able to do a lot of things that the big boys can't do. That's close games. New York can close a game. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota yeah, yeah. can close yeah. out games. They burn. And there's something to be said for that, you know. And if this comes down to, you know, pinching nipples, I'll guarantee you I'd rather be in New York's corner than I would Detroit's. You and I think Detroit's going to have a lot of trouble, you know, with the physicality that New York has up front. And I also think they have a propensity, and you saw it last week, that Daniel Jones, you might want to take a look at his props in this game because he's going to take off and run it too. And they couldn't stop Fields last week. Is is Jones anything like Fields? No. But the kid averages 30-some yards a game running the football because they can't throw it. They don't have a vertical threat at all. But they're going to pound the rock here. And everybody that's played them, Kiev, knows they're going to pound the rock, and they still haven't been able to beat them. Yeah, I would go with the Daniel Jones uh, prop for sure. Yeah. I, th- I I like that better. You're, I mean, I just you, I just had Derrick Henry's prop up. That's 101 rushing yards. You are you'll be lucky to get in the 90s. I think in this game with Saquon Barkley, but the sneaky one, Daniel Jones. Um, you know that's yeah. a good hedge to your play if you're if you got like the Lions yeah. plus three and a half. Grab a Daniel Jones for half the size or a quarter the size or something. I mean, you you can hit both and still hit your spread. Um, I've been doing that strategy a lot, you know, taking the yeah. prop markets for the hedge. All right, let's move, yep. let's move on to the next game. We have the Commanders at the Texans. So my only thing that I'm going to say is that this is a massive overreaction to the Commanders beating the uh, Eagles. Now, don't get me wrong. The Texans are terrible, too, against the run. But now you got the Commanders in a letdown spot on a short week going into Houston. Houston, as you could see, moved the ball anytime they wanted against the Giants last week. They just couldn't get it in the end zone. Well, I think that gets fixed this week, and I think they probably get a few scores. And I think Damian Pierce is going to run all over this uh, Washington Commanders team. Two, three and a half is too much. Take three and a half. Uh, this, is, this is obvious to me. I agree. Move on. Uh, Ram, Ram Saints minus four and a half uh, total 38 and a half so is Matt Stafford playing Tony I don't care I, I do not care I took minus four look the Rams offensive line is the worst in football it's worse than the Bears believe it or not yeah but now they injured that like there's two or three tackles on the Rams AJ Jackson, Chandler Brewer, they they're they're down to like their third, fourth, like they're down to their practice squad, and they're probably hiring more guys from the street just to backfill that. I don't care if Stafford's playing. Cooper Cup out, that takes away pretty much everything. I think you might want to grab a Tyler Higby prop because that's going to be the only person that either Stafford or Wolford is able to throw to this whole freaking game. So grab a Higby prop. But but it, I'm laying. This is a perfect spot for the Saints here to get it right. I'm grabbing the Saints. I grabbed them yeah. at minus four. I, I I can't bet. I can't lay four and a half, Andy Dalton. And you know I I don't get. And I'm not on the side play. I like. I'm going to talk about the total. But uh, Andy Dalton, uh, their offensive coordinator, their play calling. Just, you know, the other night when they played, you know, obviously Sean's Payton's gone. But here's the deal: when you have Alvin Kamara in the backfield and you're getting your ass handed to you, 
he is like the number, he's a top five fantasy player taken every year. You want to know why? Because the dude makes plays. He is your best playmaker. He got three targets in the Baltimore game out of the backfield. You can't run it, so you throw it to him, get him out in space, and make something happen. They're not smart enough to figure that out. I'm not sold on this head coach. I'm not sold on this team. I think Andy Dalton is not on the downside of a career. He's at the bottom of his career. You're better off putting Taysom Hill in there and doing gadget plays than having Andy Dalton running things. And I know, well, Winston turns it over. We don't put it back in. Well, Andy Dalton's turning it over. You know, and missing wide open receivers in end zones. I like the under here. I don't the disagree with the under at all. I, I don't care if it's in the 30s. I, I no, don't disagree I don't with that. I'm taking the under here all day long. This could be 10 to 7. No, it, it could be. And it, it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be an ugly game. I don't even think the Rams can score. Or, or, yeah, how's LA going to score more than 7, dude? They can't. They're terrible. And now they got nobody. I, yeah, they got I, nobody. It's an under game, I think. And I, yeah. I just don't see LA scoring and that's why I think the Saints are in the good spot to actually finally get one right but yeah the Saints are not a good no, team just, it's just that the Rams are that much worse especially if Stafford's not but it's almost like a free roll I guarantee you that when Stafford is announced out this thing passes the six or at least hits the oh, six sure does. you know but so you know, it's like and if Stafford's in it, still three can't nothing. Do it. Right. it could end up being three nothing you don't cover now the Rams didn't cover. I still didn't cover six nothing. They kicked two field goals. They couldn't do any. They couldn't do jack crap in the red zone because, quite frankly, the only thing the Rams have got going for them is a, a defense. If Baltimore gave them trouble in the Superdome, what do you think the Rams defense is going to? Despite the ineptness on offense, the injuries, the lack of talent, the, any chemistry or cohesion. And well, I saw the Rams the against Col- out of New Orleans. The Rams against Col- Colt McCoy last week didn't show that well uh, against a beat up Bucks team. It didn't show that well. That Rams defense is also hurt. But you know what? Let's have a little disagreement. You like the points more. I like the favorite more. We haven't had a disagreement yet, so let's uh, let's leave it at that, man. I I, I, I like I like your passion. Next time you're in Vegas, staking a beer on this one. Let's do that. Let's do a steak and a beer I'm gonna on this take one. The, I'm going to take the ugly Rams, not because I like them, because I hate the Saints, and I can't lay points with Andy Dalton. All right. There you go. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be excited to get that juicy steak from you when I uh, when I see you up there All next right, time, buddy. I got, a spot. I got Bob Taylor's out here waiting for you. Best steak in town. Let's move on to the next game. We have the Raiders versus the Broncos. Another ugly game. Oh. I'll tell you oh. this. This is disgusting, but uh, you got a quarterback who's crying, and he's probably hearing about that right now by everybody. I mean, everybody's talking about it, right, with Carr and that me- yeah. media press conference. I don't blame him. Oh, why, why not be emotional? You you know, you get paid money. You got a lot of stress on you. There's nothing wrong with what he did at all, you know, and uh, I, I just think that, you know, a lot of people are using it as a fade angle. I don't think so. I think it's a rally angle. I know that they don't got Waller. They don't got a – uh, Renfro and a couple other guys, but the Raiders are they, are, they have very poor coaching, but the team is better than the record, yet the Broncos are massively beat up themselves. They trade away Chubb. They're, you know, they have some corners that are hurt. Uh, even the Titans beat them in Denver. I, I, I say teaser leg for the Raiders. So uh, under, I, I almost took under 42. It's going down. I, I'm pissed that I didn't grab yeah. it. 
but I like under and teaser leg. Yep. I'm with you 100%. I'm with you 100%. And I'd be all over Denver in this game just because the Raiders are such a train wreck. But you you hit the nail on the head. Freaking Broncos are beat up. So then you got that. Then you got that going on. You got we got Judy out. I mean, dude, that's like Judy out. The tight end. They're good tight ends. Banged up. Yeah. Uh, they traded Wilson, Fant. You know. I mean. Yeah, and then the other guy they got there bringing along. He got hurt last week a little bit, and he's not a hundred percent. And you, KJ Hamler's out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Cor- I mean, no. Cortland Sutton. That's it. I mean, double you know, like, double M. I heard a stat. Somebody was talking the other day. I didn't run it down, but this is interesting stat on Denver. If Denver would have averaged 18 points per game this year, they'd be eight and one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where they're at. That defense, although they're a little banged up is so good. And of course these guys had to go around once already. So I don't know. I, I like the under. Yeah. Um, they they just lost so much. They do still have a few good on defense to keep this under, in my opinion. I still might even play the under. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving on, we have the Bengals versus the Steelers. Oh no, sorry, yeah. the, no, no, no. Cowboys versus Vikings. I don't want to forget that one. Now this is here's the here's the thing. Uh, biggest letdown spot of the year would be the Vikings going back home. You know, after the Buffalo win, Cowboys pissed that they got you know officiated out of the game last week. But this is disrespectful. The line, the Vikings and the and the Cowboys. I have to say that you know, even though Cousins is not a great quarterback, it, Justin Jefferson makes him look like a great quarterback. Yeah. That guy is just so unstoppable. Yeah, I am. I'm getting closer to playing the Vikings. If anything, I mean, yeah, th- this thing was Dallas, uh, the dog. Now they're fa- Dallas shouldn't be favored here. I, no, I I, I I lean Vikings right now. It's a square play if you if you're taking the Vikings, but it's disrespectful. And here's the thing: you're just not eight and one because you suck. And I'll tell you, I I'm not. Kirk number two is Kirk Cousins not in a primetime game. You know, would he sucks in those? But at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins can make all the throws. He threw some passes last week that. Jefferson made some catches, but a lot of back shoulder throws down the field with the game on the line. It was right on the freaking money. And Dak, I you know, I'm just not Dallas. Is, I'm not sold. I, I'm I'm not sold on McCarthy as a head coach. I'm I'm, I'm I think it's disrespectful. I, it's a square play, but they're at home. Um. And the thing of it is, you say, well, it's a letdown spot. Kev, how many games have we seen this year and all of last year where it was the last possession of the game and Minnesota was in it? Many. They had to make a field goal. They had to make a touchdown. They had to drive down the field. Last like year every, was like that, too. <laughs> every, last year and this year, every freaking week, these guys are heart attacks. That's nothing new to them. That's modus operandi for them. I, I, Dallas going to be pissed off. Well, so what? Teaser like uh, two plus one and a half home dog. Tease them to seven, seven, seven and a half. half. There you go. Seven and a half, baby. There he is. That's your teaser. Stick that with, uh, 
Who's our bet? Stick that with the Bears. Lock it in. Write it down. Take it to the bank. Go to Barry's at the bottom of Circa and get a steak with it, baby. NFC North teaser right from Tony George. Love it, buddy. Let's move on to Cincinnati Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers plus four. This line's going down a little bit. Total is 41 here. Here's the deal. My, my, My pure number, and this was five. It was six and a half. Bengals minus six and a half. But Jamar Chase isn't out, so I do have to penalize a little bit about that. And the number one thing, you got the same ref. Doing the home Steelers is Brad Allen as the same guy as the Packer game. I'm going to stay away from this one. I almost lean Steelers because of that, but yeah. division game. I'd lean, Steelers. I'd lean Steelers in this one. I'm not sold on Cincinnati on the road. And, you know, one thing about it, I don't know what the record is, but home divisional underdogs is a huge, almost 70% against the spread angle. Over the three, probably. And, yeah. And I'm telling you right now, I – Pickett's coming around. You know, I I think it's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be a tough one for Cincy. I think they get the win. I think it's a three-point ball game one way or the other. I'd I'd lean on the points. I'm not telling you to sell Grandma's bonds in case you're what's left of your 401K nowadays. But, you know, I'd I'd lean there, and I'd definitely lean home dog uh, plus 10. Yeah, plus four is a lot, and you can tease it to 10 is what Tony's trying to say. It's just... It's a situation where the Steelers, you know, catching some mo- momentum. The Bengals are coming off a bye, which they didn't really need. They were kind of hot before that. I hate teams that are like, you know, coast into the bye. The bye is not like getting Jamar Chase any healthier because he was out this week right. anyway. So it's not like they're getting him back because of that bye. So it's and uh, their bye week. Their bye week killed their momentum. Yeah, Steelers are nothing for me. I, I uh, yeah. I, I could see that this being backdoored too. They're down eleven, yeah. get a touchdown, go for two, and it's three. That that's very TJ, possible. And you got TJ Watt running around again now, and he's yeah. a, he's a yeah. disruptor. Yeah, that's you got to count that. It, they're a totally different defense with him in a ball game, buddy. Chiefs Chargers Chargers plus six and a half total fifty and a half. I hate to say it, the Chargers are so banged up. You can't do anything until you see if Mike Williams or Keenan Allen is going to be playing in this game. Yeah. I, th- I think Mike Williams might come back from when I looked at the injury report, but. It's a division game, another home dog situation. I can't bet the Chiefs here. I think the Chiefs are a better team. Um, I just, I, I can't bet the Chiefs here. What are your thoughts? I'm, the, I'm watching this as a thought, as a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know who's playing now. Allen and Williams both suited for practice today. Okay. I just saw that. Um, but their defensive line, they lost. Every, they were down to practice squad players against the uh, Niners the other night. And you don't have a defensive line against Kansas City, you're going to get your ass kicked. I don't know how the hell they covered that game. They were outgained by over 150 yards. It was just more ineptness from San yep. Fran coming off a bye, which you thought they'd be buttoned up, but they weren't. They were the opposite. They were rusty off the bye, which kind of pissed right. me off. And then now you're looking at a big spread, you know, coming to this next game. So uh, I do want to say that I do have the injury report up here, and I want to just. Uh, Pull up the Chargers here just to kind of see where it is. You know, I mean, this is so important, I think, to this line is having someone to throw the ball because they lost Gerald Everett, from what I'm understanding. Um, at least uh, he's banged up. He's questionable. It says day to day, but you don't know. I mean, he was the lifesaver, but if Keenan Allen, I would say he might still be out. I would say Mike Williams will probably play. But right now, if I get one of these guys back and I know Everett's playing, I would probably play. I'd probably play the six and a half. It'd be a good angle. I would too. A home divisional dog again. Um, 
Kansas City uh, didn't look all that sharp against Jacksonville, but it's hard to get up for Jacksonville. They did cover a nine and a half number, winning by 10, but going on the road, this was a three point ball game. You know, I over might be a play here at 50, 50 and a half. Last I saw, I haven't looked this morning, but it's going to be scored 40. 47 the first time around in Kansas City. It's 50.5 still, so it's... Uh, you know, I probably, it might lean over if, if Williams is... Herbert's a great quarterback, man. He's a great quarterback. Eckert is problem. And Kansas City does have problems with running backs catching the ball on the backfield. So there's a prop bet for this game. You might want to look at receiving yards for Eckert. Eckler, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, running back. Uh, if you wanted to hedge it and play Kansas City, but... You know, I, I'm not going to lay six and a half on the road with Kansas City. They're looking to get out of here at the win and call it good. Yeah. And San Diego's so beat up. Their defensive line is decimated, dude. Right. No, no. Chargers are nothing. Let's move. And, and you know, they need this game more than Kansas City. Uh, Niners, Cardinals. Niners minus eight. The question of the Cardinals is, uh, is Kyler Murray playing, obviously? I think this thing drops down to seven if he does. I don't know if it goes to six and a half or not, but I probably – it might. I mean, they're at home, but there isn't really much of a home field advantage for the Cardinals. Um, I, well, we're playing in Mexico. What's that? This is in Mexico City. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. This it's a Monday night game in Mexico, isn't it? Yeah. There's yeah. There's no home field no at home all. Field. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. I mm-hmm. knew that uh, earlier this I'm just week. Just informing your listeners. You know, I'm just informing everybody. Look at you, just full of knowledge. Uh, yeah, I, not that I was giving them home field advantage anyway, but the Niners is a good teaser leg. I, th- I don't see them losing this game either way. I think uh, the Cardinals, no. they couldn't stop the Seahawks when they ran Walker down their throat. So that's, no. the, I mean, I, I can't see how they, they're a path to victory if the Niners just are, are just semi-competent this game. It, uh, that's all you need, and they got way healthier now. There is a DeAndre yeah. Hopkins factor that you got to throw yeah. in because you saw the, the Kansas City Chiefs just pulverize the Niners over the air. So you get a little worried about that, and that's why I don't like the spread as much. I think the Niners come up to a two-touchdown lead at some point. It probably gets backdoored at some point, but I think that uh, I, I can't take it at minus eight, but a teaser leg is perfect. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think if Murray doesn't play, they'll beat him by 14. Yeah, for if sure. If Murray plays, you know, I don't know how bad that hammy is, you know, and you, 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 you the NFL injury reports, you're pulling up there and scrolling down. Same thing with NBA. You can't trust me for you can throw a building. No one's going to tip their hand till the last second. And by then, you know, it's too late. Well, you, and saw, I you put, saw that this week plenty with uh, the Colts. With Matt Ryan, which pissed off a lot of people. And I had an inclination the whole week that it was going to be Ryan. And everyone's like, no way. But that was completely right, my inclination. But I wish I would have bet it. And number two, uh, Josh Allen, the shenanigans there was absolutely ridiculous. It was uh, something's got to give later for that. And I ranted enough about that in the last podcast. But speaking of quarterbacks, buddy, let's give our top three quarterbacks. And uh, mine's probably pretty similar to yours. Give me your top three. Tua, Mahomes, Allen. All right, Tua. You give Tua a lot of props there. Mine's Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, I think Tua just yeah. be- benefits from uh, his receivers there. Now, is Tua's numbers great? Yes, because he has Tyreek freaking Hill. But I, 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 there's no way that Mahomes is not my first number one quarterback. Josh Allen is definitely the best running quarterback right now. But he, as, as far as like what a quarterback does, 
I can't make him not my number one. I I probably put him at number three, and I would put uh definitely Mahomes first. Before the year, I probably would have said Herbert, but it's not him either. Um, it's uh, Joe Burrow's number two for me. I think I like what I like what Joe Burrow does. He, he you know like what he's doing. I, I can get that. I got him at four. Yeah, and I got and I got um, you know. Uh, Hurts at five just because the way he's playing, running with his legs. I mean, he had a bad night the other night, but he's looked good all year. I am at four. You know, Hurts I, at four. I just think Tua and Mahomes. I'm I'm sick of this argument that well we lost Tyree Kill. We're not well okay. So and I'm a Kansas City boy. Oh, I, I admit it, and I'm just going to defend him one second. Look, Without Tyree Kill, Kansas City has the best record in the American Football Conference. They're on top of the map right he, now. He was Without worth way Hill. more than what I knew. Yeah, he was worth more than I knew to uh, this team, in my opinion. Tyree Kill was just ridiculous. Uh, no, he. But you've got this. Tommy, we got uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Watson, Kelsey. Uh, the, the other guy that we just handling Kadarius Tony is we, we, we got we got weapons, baby. I mean, there he's got options. And by the way, I don't think you're going to see Schuster this week for Kansas City when you're looking at that game against uh, San Diego or San Diego uh, the Chargers. Chargers. But at the end of the day, here I just think that Patrick Mahomes is uh, he's a magical playmaker. Um, you're always in the ball game with him. You're in the ball game if you got Lamar Jackson. Um, the way Jalen Hurts has played up until Monday night, you th- figure if you're in a tight ball game, who do you want a quarterback? And two is just surrounded by playmakers. Great tight end, two good wide receivers, great offensive line, two good running backs. The coach calls good plays. You know, I mean, two are just, you know, and – I think you saw his value, Kiev. When he didn't play, they were losing. Mm-hmm. When he come back, they win everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, I wasn't that high on him, but right now he's the most valuable player on his team because they can't win without him. They're covering massive spreads. And, Tony, it is the end of the day, my man, and you did a great job on this show. Thank you so much for coming on. Where could our yeah, listeners yeah. and viewers get your great information and plays? DocSports.com, just go over there. 95% of the stuff over there is free. 99% of it's free. There's just a ton of great information. World Cup, they had a great article on their day about how to bet and your angles for World Cup soccer. I hate soccer. I ain't betting it. I don't know anything about it. You know, but, you know, it's just a great uh, plethora of information over there for you to digest, free play videos. Of course, find me on YouTube. Just type in DocSports. Twitter at T George Sports, and uh, that's where you find me, baby. I'm out and about there. I'm out. I've been around. I've been around the block once or twice. You can find me. Make sure you check out Tony George. Thanks again for coming on, Tony. All right, my friends, that brings us to our refuse to lose teaser that is now back in the black. We are one four and one, and we are now five four and one, just ripping up a bunch of wins in a row. To get in the black, let's hope to keep it this way. And I'm going to go with black. The Raiders, I'm teasing them up from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half against the Denver Broncos. Look, this is a desperate spot 
for the Raiders, a pride spot for these guys. They're in the National Football League. They have to show something. The total of this is 41 and a half. I like low totals. Take this up to eight and a half. The Denver Broncos are also in complete disarray themselves. I'm going to do it with the San Francisco 49ers here in Mexico City. The Niners are going to take that down to minus two. I think that the uh, situation, like I said, the Niners just have to run the ball and pound and pound and pound, and they shouldn't have any problem here against the Cardinals. And I think no matter if it's Kyler Murray or if it's Colt McCoy, this should be an easier spread for the Niners to cover rather than an eight where you know DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray could possibly back door. Take this baby for two stars. It's the swimming with bow-legged women. Now it is time for the sharp side of the force. The sharp side of the force is brought to you by betfred.com. For 250 bucks worth of free bets, please visit Betfred and use the promo code ODDS22. Terms, conditions, and location apply. All right, my friends. As of Wednesday, 11-16-22, sharp money on college. Central Michigan, minus 6.5 to minus 10, hosting Western Michigan. 48% of the tickets, 59% of the money. Sharp money on Navy, plus 18.5 to plus 16.5 at UCF. 73% of the tickets and 93.7% of the money. Sharp money on Indiana, plus 13.5 to plus 10.5 at Michigan State. 56% of the tickets, 92% of the money. Sharp money on Vanderbilt, plus 15 to plus 14, hosting Florida. 48% of the tickets and 98% of the money. Sharp money on Iowa, plus 3 to plus 2.5 at Minnesota. 41% of the tickets and 97 Send the money. Sharp totals. Indiana, Illinois versus Michigan under 44.5 to 41.5. 80% of the tickets, 95% of the money. Duke versus Pitt under 54.5 to 50.5. 66% of the tickets and 79% of the money. Obviously, a lot of this is weather based. Akron versus Buffalo under 55 down to 46.5. 92% of the tickets, 96% of the money. And here's an over for you. Sharp money on the Ole Miss versus Arkansas over 59.5 to 63.5. 81% of the tickets and 98% of the money. Sharp money on Cincinnati versus Temple. Under 54 to 51.5, 86% of the tickets and 86 also percent of the money. Sharp NFL as of Wednesday, 11, 16, 22. Sharp money on the Saints, minus three to minus 4.5. Hosting the Rams, 42% of the tickets, 8% of the money. Sharp money on the Lions, plus three and a half down to plus three at the Giants, 42% of the tickets and 68% of the money. Sharp money on the Cowboys, plus one and a half to minus one and a half at the Vikings, 46% of the tickets and 74% of the money. Sharp totals, Browns versus Bills, under 46 to 41. 82% of the tickets, 88% of the money. Sharp mind the Raiders versus Broncos under 43.5, 41.5, 90% of the tickets and 99% of the money. My friends, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions for us, please visit the Oddsbreakers and hit contact us at or email info at theoddsbreakers.com or find us on Twitter at the Oddsbreakers. Have a great rest of your week and go get some winners.